Hey, bro, what's good? Oh, hold up, hold up. I can't hear you. All right, say that again. What's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you good. So, real quick, we're going to play a song, and then um, we're going to uh, play my intro. Then after that, we're going to... Um, I'm gonna do my little spill, my little five minute spill. Um, we gonna and then we're gonna include you. We have a we have a chew and choke segment that we want you to be a part of and then we'll dive into the discussion and stuff. All right. All right, cool. All right, cool. Go ahead, uh Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, it's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Smack, your great, great, great grandma, and I just want to say that I missed you guys, I love doing the show, and I'm here with my, my the other host of True Radio. Everybody, it's your boy, Mr. Grantastic, a.k.a. The Professor, a.k.a. Smooth Criminal, a.k.a. Negro Suave, a.k.a. That boy is ready for the beach. I'm about to be out this camp. So, this thing is exciting because he's going to the beach. (laughs) Right near the beach. I'm going to the beach as well. Uh, I'm going to the beach at the end of the month. He's going... Couple of days. Yeah, they'll be there Friday. Hot dog. Um, so listen, I want to start off by saying um, I miss you guys, um, love you guys. A lot has been going on uh, with life, and I'm I'm, I'm excited. Um, I want to say shout out to everyone who supports the radio. Shout out to my friends. I want to even shout out to my enemies that are watching the show. Um. Out those people who watch the show that I don't want to name right now. I cannot wait till June seventh. Oh yeah. June, you're not gonna be here though. I won't be. I will be on the beach. That's all right. Cause IA will be back. Yes, sure. I have IA. Mm-hmm. Succulent ribs and back rubs. Quiet storm. Baby Yo, oil. we got Oh, so this episode is brought to you by Habits Three Sixty Five. Go to habit365.com. Put in the promo code Mr. Randy Chu. That's M R R A N D Y C H O O. Put that in. You'll get 20% off of any merchandise that you purchase. Um, next week, we're definitely going to have another code for you. It's going to be True Radio. I'll make it easier for you guys. Because y'all know niggas can't be spelling nowadays. Support. Too many R's in that in that promo yeah, code. Yeah, it's, a, it's too many R's in that code. So, Mister Grantastic, how was your weekend, man? How, I mean, how's life going for you? Yo, man, I've been chilling like a villain named Dylan, taller than the ceiling, boy. I tell you, I'm ready for it. You have no idea. I'm ready to get out this piece. I'm trying to get to the beach. What part? Right near the beach. I'm yo. I'm just excited to get out. Wow. 
For real, for real. Now, it, it's definitely been good, you know, working on that that um, that mindset, man. We're trying to grow and evolve out here in these streets. Trying to get these children to grow involved, too. So, so it's been a good. How about yourself? How's been your week, yeah, sir? I've been good. You know, I, I, love, I love educating people. I've always been an educator. I've always been someone um, who who's loved to bring truth to those that have been bound by lies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also excited about tonight's show because I feel like this is a bros night out. Yo, it's about to be, you know, man. And I haven't had a bros night out on a radio show in a little bit. Uh, yo, get my- your liquor cups ready, everybody. Because, because that's yo, listen, I'm telling you, tonight's going to be a bank. But before we get into the topic and all that stuff for tonight, what I want to do is I want us to go ahead and dive into the chew and choke segment of the show because books and business is not coming back till July. Oh, okay, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. So, so we're gonna go ahead and dive into the chew and choke, where Mr. Grantas is gonna take it away and explain to you what's going oh, is, on. Is our guest gonna do chew and choke with us? Yeah, he's gonna do chew and choke with us. Okay, so we're gonna. Um, oh, also, let me introduce the guest. Yeah, yeah we gotta bring him in. Yeah, bring him in. Bring okay, him in. okay. So we have a guest, a special guest for tonight. Mm-hmm. He has his own platform, his own podcast called Liquor Talk Podcast. Get Liquor the cops ready. Baby, listen, but before we get him to talk and, 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 and talk about what he has going on in life, what we're going to do is we are going to um, do a segment called Chew and Choke. Mr. Grant Taxi is going to explain how that goes about. And uh, Mr. Victor Jones is in the house, Liquor Talk Podcast. Yep. What's going on, fellas? Thank you all for having me. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, no problem. So join us in this Chew and Choke segment. Mr. Grant Taxi is going to explain how all that goes about. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Chew and Choke, where we give you topics and you let us know how you feel. So we bring up some things that came throughout the past few weeks. Some of them may be statements from online. Some may be part of the news. Some may be just bullshit. No. Anyways, we give you topics. Let us know how you feel. If you're digging it, you're going to put where we at? Chew in the chat. All right? So chew if you like it or if you agree with the statement, how that person feels. If you think some hot garbage and you think, oh, no, I don't want to agree with this. Oh, no. And then choke. On these topics. All right. So you got your chew. And remember, y'all, it's C-H-O-O. Not yet. So get your spelling right. And then choke. All right, y'all. Let's get to chew and choke. Mr. Victor Jones, are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm ready to go. Okay. So well, I'll present the, the topic, the statement. Y'all let me know how y'all feel. All right. So let's let's talk at this little one. This is a video that's been going around on Instagram for a little bit at Ryan Davis Comedy. So, you know, it's probably a little hilarious. But, you know, every joke has truth to it. So her her little video today, not today, it was called like earlier this week. She said, women, I said women, there is a nigga shortage out here in these streets of available and quality niggas. What makes you think that you deserve to have your own personal nigga? What makes you think that you are that, that kind of woman? Uh, what do you bring to the table for our nigga? So, what do y'all feel about this? Is it, y'all think this is a real nigga shortage out here that women are going to have to be sharing niggas soon? According to what? Uh, she said it's a real nigga shortage out here. She said, what do you bring to the table for our nigga? Uh, what do y'all think? You think it's chew or choke on that? Uh, yeah, 
You gonna chill on that? Victor, what do you think, bro? How do you think? You think people gonna have to be sharing niggas out here? I'm definitely gonna have to chuck on that because there are quality men out there. It just don't come in the form of fashion you're looking for. It may be a short of uh, surges of men that you're looking for, but the man that you need is probably still out there. Oh, oh. I can't. I think I'm gonna have to. No, let's put down a middle. I know, and honestly, you know, you got a point out there. There are high quality men out there that just women try to give their husband posts to, and then they mad when niggas don't want to treat them right. Okay, cool. All right, that's our first one. Okay, so I go. All right, I like Victor. He he, he coming with the heat already. Let's go. All right, let's go to our next thing. That's from Kevin on stage. You know, this dude is always hilarious and always bringing the this nigga is gay if dot dot dot. So. So, you know, it's always a statement. So, at first, we, we, we're not allowed to get seafood. Uh, what was another thing? We're not allowed to whether eat bananas. You're not allowed. There's a whole list of if you do this, you're nigga gay. So, this is the latest thing. So, apparently, you are, grown men should not be getting anything from the ice cream truck or you are gay. Nah, bro. Nah, they reaching. What do you think, Victor? What do you think that? Listen, I did a podcast with my fellas, the guys on the round on this. They are definitely choking on this. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Man, you got to live your goddamn life because you know what? It's only gay if you're only with another man. I mean, hey, facts. But that's the thing. It's like, you trying to cancel ice cream trucks now? What? Oh, man. They must have got robbed by the ice cream truck. Uh, some, I don't know. That's all. Oh, my God. All right, bro. Anyway, so, yes, that's choke all the way around. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Let's go to this next one. This is from Prince Donnell on Instagram. Okay. He wanted to spit some real some real life advice for the young men out there. So here's his, here's his advice. So the woman you want will be by your side whenever you ask. But the woman that you need will be by your side without you even having to ask. <laughs> so, fellas, how do you feel about that statement? Do you feel as if like that's, that's what men should be doing, looking for women that don't have to be asked to be by their side? How do you feel about that? Victor, you go first. I'm split down the middle on this one. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm a lean towards I'll agree with it. But you know what? I'm a firm belief you. I believe when I see it because I also believe women need to be led by men. So yeah, nah. I, I, I have to say yeah, we we we're supposed to be the leader. yeah. We're supposed to be the one. You know, my issue is that I feel like we haven't been taught how to pick pick the right woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and. There's not a bunch of good women out here in today's society. You really think so? I really know so. I want to. I want to be optimistic. I don't know, but I just. I think also. So and the reason why I'm kind of split and leaning towards to agree as well. <laughs> primarily is the fact of like everyone's not going to get everything right in a relationship. You're going to have to teach people sometimes how. What works for you, you know, and like, and you guys got to learn how to communicate. Yeah. 
But I think also there's a level of entitlement that women don't have to learn how to communicate with men. Like society only shows that men are the only ones that have to learn how to communicate that's with true. women. That's very true. That's mm-hmm. true. So that's why I'm kind of split with that. I, it sounds nice. It's like, yeah. Topic, yo, my fault. Shoot, my fault. All right, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right, we're just, we're just going to drop that. All right, shit, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right, let's go to the last one. All right. All right, so my boy J. Cole. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're going to have to bring J. Cole up again. All right. But this is this is an interesting perspective, though. Okay, so uh, one of, so you know J Cole's been balling. Well, he's been playing in the African basketball league, and then he came home from that. Uh, one of the players, another team in the African league, said that J Cole's position in the basketball African league is disrespectful to the game, taking food from another mouth, another man's mouth. So, how do you guys feel about that? J Cole wanted to do you know, reach his dreams, playing basketball in the African League, but some people thinking that it was disrespectful to the game. Fellas, it's on you. J. Cole playing in Africa, disrespectful to the game, because he's taking a spot from another nigga. No, I choke on that, bro. Like, at the end of the day, if that nigga was good enough to play in the league, he would be in the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bottom line, I I don't think J. Cole made that league because he's J. Cole, that nigga's playing in Africa. <laughs> like bottom line, like there's some ballers over there in Africa, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to discredit the motherland. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I am saying is, I don't think they would have picked him up because he's J Cole. It ain't like he brings in that much revenue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he don't even bring that much revenue over here in the states. Mm-hmm. Well, like not to the NBA, yeah. Not to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. What I mean, yeah. I just. What do you think, Victor? Chew or choke? Oh, J. Cole, if your family really means that much to you, you're going to go out there and outball J. Cole. Don't make excuses for why you you didn't make the team or why your buddy didn't make the team, you know what I'm saying? If it's ball is life, if y'all swear by that, then go out there and outball J. Cole. Simple as that. No, that's very true. I definitely, I choke on this for different reasons. Again, I do agree. Like if, if, you, if you want that spot, I'll play him. But also at the same time as this, J. Cole being there made people in America watch the African Basketball League. That Those games weren't airing. They were airing at 8.30 in the morning. So that made people want to watch, which, again, brings more viewerships and bring more money into the leagues. Also, J. Cole brought uh, Puma him there. He had free gear for everyone on his team. So I think that his presence being there, first of all, yes, beat him, beat him out on that spot, number one. But I also think his his presence actually would have benefited the African League because people in America were actually watching. Um, and, and if you get viewership, that's how you get more salaries because when I checked to see what they were getting paid, they're getting paid $5,000 for a 15-game season. So I don't think J. Cole went for the money. Um, nah, I don't think J. Cole went for the money. So, you know, like you said, I, I like what you said, Victor. Go ahead. Win that spot. If it's real, win that spot. Oh my gosh, I can't. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, and that's it for two inch choke, though. That's it for two inch choke. I need to get a theme song. No, I'm going to make a theme song. I got you. You. Yo, what I want to talk about tonight, we got we got Victor Jones on. Before I even dive into the topic and all that, I want to give him the respect he deserves. Mm-hmm. Victor, I want you to tell everyone about your platform about your social media, and anything else that you have going on before we dive into tonight's topic? 
Um, uh, thank you guys for having me on the True Radio. I am the host of the Look at Talk podcast, a platform where we dive into the world, where we have the tough conversations, where we have the conversations people don't want to have, or point up some liquor. And guess what? We talk to everybody from all across the country, you know what I'm saying? We talk to every black crib you can think of. We talk to artists. We talk to everybody, you know what I'm saying? If you got something great, we're going to talk to you about a hell. Don't believe me? There's an episode with a somebody with a woman who has the OnlyFans page. So don't believe me. Um, just listening. I'm saying we talking to everybody every week. You know, I'm saying we going in. We here. We taking off for the 21 and the 22. We're grinding. You know, what I'm saying we out here making these streets. We another. You know, what I'm saying so we in the game. We go here. Oh, that's right. I love it. I love it. In the podcast street. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy because a lot of people have podcasts but don't have substance. Um, and I like I like what you're doing. I, I, I went on your Instagram and, and saw a couple of the stuff you were doing. It has substance, bro. And I appreciate what you're doing, man. I think you add to the conversation. And tonight, I want to introduce you to a dialogue we've been having. It's a series that we've been going on um, called Let's Talk about you know, and it's a real conversation. Um, you know, the first Let's Talk. We have part four, right? Yeah, we have part four. Yeah, we have part four. Let's talk Actually, 3.5. I'm still struggling to count the first one. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I digress. Yeah, the first one. That's just not. That's just the ball would be for that one. Yeah, well, it's but not. What I realized, uh, bro, is that a lot of people want to have these conversations, but they don't. They define words by their own feelings and not by the definition. Um, they don't understand what the system is programming us. How to, how they're programming us to fight against each other, um, and how we are to take accountability for our own actions and elevate ourselves and be able to come to the table and have these these tough dialogues for a solution. It's not. I think I think a lot of times men get bashed because we're beginning to speak out, but we've been held accountable for 50, 60, 70 years, mm-hmm. holding each other accountable. Society has been holding us accountable. Women have been holding us accountable. White supremacy. Is White supremacy. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. been holding us down and holding us accountable. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're telling our women what we want what we desire what we're feeling Mm -hmm. and we're not saying what we feel is the absolute truth but what we're saying is the truth is we're feeling it and the truth is you feel something because someone is contributing and paying on those feelings and we want to have the tough dialogue and tonight is bros night to finally talk victor mr grantastic why is it so hard for people to understand how we truly feel? Victor and then Mr. Grantad. Because for all the years, um, men have been silent about how we feel. It's, it's hard for people to accept it because we're finally coming out of how we're feeling. And it finally comes to light how we're feeling. And we're feeling happy because society has never taken that time to be hey, they give a damn about man's mental health, you know what I'm saying? It's like now we're finally to understand with this generation because in our parents, our grandparents' generation, 
The man just make the money. That's it. The man just still try to provide, and that's it. But now in today's society, it's like we're finally speaking out about what we want, and it's just something we should have been doing years ago. But it's, it sucks that it, um, it finally come to this point. But this is something we should have been having, you know what I'm saying? We should have been having these talks because if all these people going to have all these benefits, but, like, they got nothing to offer, like, we need to have that platform where we can um, dissect it. And you know what? And not get bashed for it. So nah, it's, it's well all overdue. No, nah, that's very true. Uh, I definitely agree, Victor. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I guess also to add to that, it's almost as if people have been, like, I've always heard this kind of coming up, like, man, you know, like, men need to learn how to be vulnerable. Y'all just cold and all this and all that. And then we finally start talking, and y'all like, mm, nah, 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 we don't. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want you back. And, and I think right now, especially in this particular season with uh, the feminist movement, that a lot of people are getting, a lot of women are getting confused on the real message and who should be accepting feminists and feminism, the feminism movement. And that movement is saying basically like to silence the man's voice, right? But I think that war is not with black men and black women. That's a fight that's with white men, white women, right? And I think that has like bled over to our community where it's like we're now trying to battle against each other when we got to be together to uh, get up from white supremacy. We can't do it just as men, and they can't do it just as women. So we got to be able to do this together. So it just seems like it's an attack on that communication. On that, so, so if men start talking, then we, we become powerful as a community, and they don't want that. So that's why I kind of think as well is that when men start actually talking and communicating, then we can step into our leadership role, and they don't want that. Of course, I want that. Let me. Get, I, I need to cut y'all. Let me get back in here for a second. It's like um, to any black women who are feminists. It's like you gotta ask yourself: Do white feminists give, give a damn about you? You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna harp this feminist movement. So do they give a damn about you? Do they really give a damn about black women when there are white women that own slaves? You know what I'm saying? So you gotta say that. It's like, do they really give a damn about you, or are they just using you for your powerful voice? Because they're like, oh, you a strong black woman. But do they really give a damn about you at the end of the day? If someone were to happen to you, are they going to raise hell about it? How many of them send this to raise the hell about Breonna Taylor? Mm. Ooh. I wait. Ooh. Yeah. 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 And see, and see I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up because what I've come to realize is when, I'm, when we have these discussions with women, they are going off of feelings and we're going off of facts. Not all. We, mm-hmm. we have a statement on this show thing mm-hmm. called some but not, which means some but not all. I got it from oh, I that. Yeah. I got it from my big bro Zoe Williams who um got me into doing what we now call podcast, but I was doing we, he got me into doing that in twenty thirteen before it was even called podcasting. And so I always wanna give credit where credit's due. I got that saying from my big bro Zoe Williams. But is is what I what I found, and 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 I've been married for going on eleven years. I was about to say, I was like, why are you counting, nigga? Why are yeah, you Because I've been with the same woman for fourteen years. That's fact, though. But I've been married for going on eleven years. Hold on, let me count before you ask. Yeah. Okay, now I've been married for two and a half, almost three years. <laughs> so, um, but what I realized is. The women of today's society, 
Remember, some but not all have been uh, bamboozled into viewing us as the enemy instead of viewing us as the salvation. Mm -hmm. And black men wanted to always be the salvation of the black community until Lyndon B. Johnson made a deal with the black woman to put them in a house and to give them food as long as the black man is not in the home. And they don't realize that 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 psyche has been passed down to them. Their parents and their grandparents have passed down this idea of, I settled, but you don't need to settle. Um, And we need a lot of healing in our community. We need a lot of real conversations, but it's hard to have those real conversations when there's denial in the air. Victor and Mr. Grantastic, how can we present the truth to where there's no longer a denial? We're just going to have to keep finding ways to present it and present it over and over again, you know what I'm saying? Because if you get it, you get present it to them, eventually you're going to get it, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you beat down a dog, you tell me you can't do something, you try to feed them, all you get down, eventually you're going to get it into his brain, and eventually that dog's not going to want to function. Well, we just got to keep beating it down. We got to consistently communicate. We got to keep beating it down until someone gets to it to them. Yeah. I kind of, I, I do agree with that. I think I'm not as hopeful <laughs> for the upright walking adults <laughs> right now in this generation. Um, I, that. I don't know, because when I hear that question, I'm kind of like, I think we're just going to have to start with our daughters. Wait, 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 hold up. So, Victor, are you are you in a relationship? Or are you single? I'm definitely single. So, let me ask this, and I and, and I say this with all respect. You know, it's crazy because men know how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Real men know how to talk because men know we'll kill each other. We we have that <laughs> threshold where we'll go off. Mm-hmm. So, bro, let me ask this: Why are you single? Because I've just, like I said, I'm just focused on me, and I get you get tired of. Giving your all to the wrong one, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's like, you, you try to give yourself to the ones that will just pass you aside like it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? And the ones you probably want to give it all to is like, they getting three, four minutes at the same time. I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to compete with them because it's like, I know my prize, you know what I'm saying? I know what the fuck I'm worth, you know what I'm saying? And if, man, if you choose wrong and that man does you wrong, I'm just going to get you like you And, and you know, it's, it's crazy because, you know, as I'm getting older, I realize that... That's a good question. <laughs> There's a question that popped up in the, in the, oh, snap. In the comments. Let's, let's put it up. Put it up. Right, put that. So, so how do you fight, find, find the right one? How do you mm-hmm. find the right one? That's a question I'm going to have to defer to y'all because obviously y'all done found the right one. <laughs> Yo, so, Mr. Grantax, you go first, and I'm, then I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um... I was actually telling this to talking to my goddaughter, and that's my answer for your question was like starting with the next generation because, like Victor said, it's like you're kind of beating it to the women of this age right now. But that's why I kind of like, all right, we just got to make sure we talk and have communications and be in the lives of young women. 
Okay, because I think that's another thing of everything women have been passing down. There's got to be a generation to break that. Um, but nevertheless, so I was talking to my goddaughter. She's dating some dude. And the things about that is like, you're going to always, you, you may have a type, and that may not be the person you end up marrying. Um, and that's not bad. And in some cases, it's good, because some cases, our type is very toxic for us. Like, we've, we've gotten some imagery from someplace, somewhere, right, that we think this is the chick I'm looking for that looks like this. So I dated a lot of toxic women because I thought they were my type. All I did was just open my scope, honestly. That's, that's all I really did. I just said, all right, I'm not going to restrict myself of only dating this type of woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I opened that, then the dating pool kind of changed for me, and I started meeting different women, and I eventually met my wife to a point where it's like, you know, and kind of like the whole dating. Like I was talking to her, and I was talking to another chick at the time, but I could see very early that the other chick, she was, you know, she was cute. She was beautiful. I grew, but like, it wasn't going to be beneficial to me down the line. Mm-hmm. So at some point I was just like, and I mean, and I, this is a story. It's like one day they both sent me a good morning text message. Like, so my, my wife before, when we, after I think after our first ever, sent me a good morning, had a good date, blah, blah, blah. Other chick sent me a good morning, self have naked. And I was like, ah, her slide that will have naked self to the side because like you know we had a great date we i, I could see things on that first day like all right i can work with this woman on different levels so i chose that and then i started putting in work too it wasn't it wasn't just easy you know we you had to put in work so that's the one thing i say to people sometimes is just kind of really get to know who you are as a person reflect on yourself look at your relationship to see what you should have learned before and then open your scope and your type might not end up being the one you married. And I'm actually, it's okay. I think sometimes it's actually better. Mm. All right, so let me go ahead and, and, and say what I want to say real quick. So I think, I think because we, have, we wasn't taught how to pick a spouse, mm-hmm. um, it was when I started my path of enlightenment. When I started my path of enlightenment, I realized that I was selling myself short from my own potential. And for someone like me, potential isn't just, oh, I can get there one day. If I see something that I can become, I'm going to start the process of becoming and get there. So in the process of me becoming, I ran into someone who was down my wife and it wasn't like I had to go looking mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I had to be super like spiritual to be even like, Oh, this is my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I chilled with her. I got to know her and I realized that she had something that was different than any other woman that I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. She wasn't worried about my popularity or mm-hmm. my status or my celebrity or what I bring to the table. She was worried about my character, my conduct, mm-hmm. my conversation. Yep. And when I realized, because I never had that in my life, every woman I had before her always dealt with because I was that nigga. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. And um, when I realized 
oh, she's interested in me, mm-hmm. not in the ideology of who I am. Yep. That's when I was able to invest in time with her. Yep. And over that time, she became my wife. Yep. I chose her. Mm-hmm. The wife doesn't choose the man because I'm the prize. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm <laughs> The man is the prize. We're the ones that have to make sure that you and our offsprings are okay for the rest of our lives. No responsibility is placed on you except for to keep your loyalty of that vagina to me. That's the only responsibility yeah, that women have is to loyalty keep your of that vagina. Wait, really? They don't have to nurture the, the kids? So that, I mean, that's a given. They're going to do that with, with or without us, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that by nature, I'm talking about real women, by the way. Some by nature, all. a woman is going to take care and nurture her children, even if the man is not involved. Yeah. You know. The difference is the vision of the house and yeah, how yeah, it's going yeah. to be actually done. A lot of niggas don't have vision yeah. for what they want in their home. And... And a lot of women don't know how to allow a man to evolve into presenting a vision. Mm-hmm. See, how can you say you love a man, but you're not willing to walk through his evolution? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because every man evolves, no matter how great he is. Yeah. A man has to evolve when he's in an intimate relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. That's his. That's his chick. That's his main. You know, and. Women of today's society, like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, they wouldn't be able to have a wife in today's society. No. Because the women wouldn't allow them to fulfill their destiny. Mm. See, I, I lucked up and found a woman that was that is able to walk with me as I fulfill my destiny. And likewise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and so, However, majority of the men that are of my caliber that are not married, that are looking for a wife, I have a hard time finding one because women have been programmed to not allow their men to be great. In order for you to have a great man, he's not going to be around you 24-7. He's not going to be able to and to answer your becking calls all the time. He's given to purpose. But if you play your role right, he'll always make sure you're taken care of. Yeah. I mean, wars were fought and were fought over women. Mm-hmm. Like whole nations went to fight over one woman. That's how powerful a woman is. But they've been using their power in the wrong direction. Victor, you want something to say to that? Oh, that, that's what she was like. Some of those women, it's like they realize their power and they just use it to get, get what they selfish needs to, get, to fulfill their needs instead of looking at the greater good instead of let's see what he's good at and let me bring my good to his good and let's work together. It's like some of those women definitely were definitely um, selfish in that matter. What have you, what have you ran into on the dating scene. I've been out the game for a minute. So 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 talk to me about talk to us really. What like what have you been running into? What are some things that you feel like women should improve on and what are some things you feel like men should improve on? 
Well, you know what? I think both women and men need to work on communication. Like, women need to work on communication and in the sense of if you feel like I did something you're just done with me, tell me you're just done with me. Don't have me still going all out for you when you just, when I'm just really a placeholder for somebody you want. And also, and also ghosting. It's like so many people just go ghost. One day they're talking great to you. And also, both sides need to, if you're going to talk, talk, walk the walk. We got to get back to that, you know what I'm saying? Because if you won't say, let's do this, let's do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, then you need to be ready to back your talk up. You know what I'm saying? You want this, you want that. And then it may, when it comes in the form that you might not be looking for, you got to, you know what I'm saying, you got to back that, you got to you gotta see the greater good that, hey, this person might be the one for me instead of just pushing that person off to the friend zone. And us, man, we got to stop pissing our women off. We got to stop taking our women for granted. You know what I'm saying? We got to step up and make the best of our situations. We got to make, make the most of our situations. And some of us, we need to know how to give that woman space. You know what I'm saying? And from what I'm seeing on the dating scene, it's just, it's just a lot of people who aren't real. You, you meet some real ones, but it's like they can't be consistent to save their lives. Mm. One day it's going good, then out of nowhere they just go ghost. And then, then um, some people in little Facebook single groups will message you like, hey, um, when you come to my city, I'd be interested in meeting. Come to your city. Where you at? So you've been running into a lot of people who either can't keep their word or can't be consistent. And then some of you just you're not really feeling them. Or the ones you feel like you're feeling, oh, they'll just tell you, oh, you're good enough to be a friend. And I'm like, good enough to be a friend? <laughs> nah. Tell me that and watch. Watch how fast I'm going to be a friend to you. <laughs> so, so for those who are listening, let's talk part four. We're talking about um, the reality of dating. Um, and bros talk. Well, we want females to chime in, too. Listen, the number to dial is 516-531-9828. 516-531-9828. Please call in. It's scrolling at the bottom. It's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Please call in <laughs> and give us your input on tonight's show. Um, Mr. Grantastic, men in recent, since COVID-19, the manosphere has been very adamant about explaining their feelings, something women have asked for for so many years. But now that they're getting it, our feelings are being dismissed. How are we supposed to take that? And then, and then, Victor, I want you to answer the same question. That's heavy. Um, I think... I think the initial reaction is kind of taking it personal, right? Um, <laughs> because it's like, yo, like, you all been complaining about us not talking, and now we're like, all right, let me tell you how I feel, and it's a problem, right? So, like, the initial thing I think is taking it personal, but I think really, like, the after, you know, when you take a step back and really think about this, is that <sighs> this is going to sound really, really, really bad. Honestly, it's just, and there was a couple of people in the chat that were disagreeing with the, you know, the men is the prize kind of statement. That's, you know, we're not going to go into that. That's kind of, you know, everyone splits on that. But I think also, but I think what this has kind of awakened, I think men are feeling as if, you know something, I am kind of the prize. 
Like, if there is a quote-unquote nigga shortage out here in these streets, and you're just saying, like, oh, the qualifications of a good man really is just money, and it's just like, all right, so I can bring more than just money to the table, so I feel like I am the prize. Um, so I think men got to be actually kind of more aware and more more practice in communication because men got to understand you actually may be the leader in your relationship with communication as well. And that is actually has not been a thing in our society for a very, very long time. Um, and I think that's why I think some men got to kind of step up and be strong and okay with themselves and say, yeah, I feel this way and that's cool. This is what I want for a relationship and that's cool. And stick by your guns because there's going to be a lot of women who are not going to be able to communicate on your level for a man to actually be consciously saying, I want to learn how to communicate with women. So you got to be okay with the fact that you may be the leader in that aspect and your father probably wasn't, your grandfather probably wasn't as well. So that's one thing I kind of say to that as well. It's just be ready out here in these uh, dating streets and even in relationships because men are going may actually have to start stepping up in the communication as well. I definitely agree with that. I definitely feel like men definitely need to be very indicated of it's like I look back at somebody had the day exercise I just gave it to them without question instead of looking for them like look you said your piece now let me say my piece let me put up a fight you know what I'm saying because some women, they do stuff for that, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, wow, he just let me go that easily, you know what I'm saying? So us men, we definitely got to communicate when it's time and stuff. And also, we got to know what to communicate because there's some men that will brag about another woman checking them out. I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up, you know what I'm saying? No woman wants to hear you talking about another woman look checking them out, you know what I'm saying? Because that's disrespectful, you know? And also, you can't come up with so many different excuses of why you can't do this and why you can't do that. No. People are not trying to hear that nowadays. People want to see your actions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People want to see you make it happen no matter what because I see that some men who aren't in relationships, they got an excuse for everything. I don't have this. I don't have that. Bruh, make it happen. You yeah. got to find a way to make it happen, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear you can't make it happen when you getting a job paying you 22 or $23 an hour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You taking things for granted, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to my single brothers, you got to be very... Be very selective. Be choosy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Don't don't just settle for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because too many times we settle for people we feel like they need. But also, and if you are in a situation where you feel like somebody's selling for you, you need to step up for real. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta step up because as soon as that person sees the opportunity for better, you better. And you're not showing them better. They gonna they gonna up and leave. You know what I'm saying? But there's a reason that why some not ugly men end up with beautiful women, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we just got to step, everybody got to step up and own up to everything. And if you got a man, some of my men out there, hold on to them because there are a lot of single men out here. Don't let them, don't let the supposed nigga shortage fool you because <laughs> shortage, you know what I'm saying? It's like high-quality nigga shortage. Let's say that. High-quality, like, not, well, not just high-quality, but just quality, qualified, and available men. Um, no, 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 and and also some of the people they need to redefine what that definition of quality is because quality is not the man you think is. You know what I'm saying? It's the one. It's probably the corporate thug you're denying. But see, but see, outside of and I don't know what happened to the camera, but outside of 
a woman's vagina, what else do you bring to the table? Do you have intellect? Do you have a skill set? Can you help me build this empire, or are you just someone that is just using your body to exploit the gifts that I present to you? You know what I'm saying? But listen, I want what I want to do. I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to continue the dialogue. Um, we're going to take a quick break after this quick 2.2. We're going to continue the dialogue on, um, you know. It's your boy, Mr. Grantastic, a.k.a. The Professor, a.k.a. Negro Suave. And I'm also here with a very special guest, Mr. Victor Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's happening? What's happening? That's up. That's what's up. Listen, so um, I have to, to switch the camera off real quick. So um, anyway, back to the discussion. So we have to realize that American society, white supremacy, has programmed us to fight against one another. Um, and that um, even in African culture, and I know a lot of people are pissed off about this, but the reason why um, what they call uh, arranged marriages existed wasn't because the woman didn't love the man and who she was about to be married to. But the father of the bride had to make sure that the man was the prize. So when I say the man is the prize, I'm not speaking in degrading the woman's value. I'm speaking in the reality of the responsibility that the man holds in the relationship. Mm. It's the man that's supposed to make sure things don't crumble. The man is supposed to make sure that the vision of the home is there. It's the man to make sure that the woman has the liberty to do what is needed to make sure that her and the offsprings of that man is, in fact, supremacy stole this from African culture. When a woman marries a man, she's adapted to his family. He's not adapted to her which is why the woman takes the last name mm-hmm. of the man, not the man take the last name of the woman. But see, what society has programmed us into thinking is it's wrong for a man to place value on himself in a relationship. That is a fact. We're supposed mm-hmm. to shut up yep. and be humble, and the woman is the prize, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to accept that. You know, everything she's right, all that stuff, you know, happy, happy wife, wife, happy, happy life. life. And all this stuff. 
Exactly. I said bullshit to that first. I was like, happy yeah. spouse, yeah. happy house. I think she did a podcast with a woman who said while on there with me, she said, I think it's straight up bullshit that, that um, about the whole happy wife, happy life. I heard that from a woman on her podcast. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Uh, and I think that's the one thing of it, like, don't you want both to be happy? Um, matriarchal societies are still successful. Oh, there's a comment up there. Matriarchal societies are still so, successful. So let me let me die, let me switch the conversation to this. Now we got all men on the panel. Mm-hmm. Fellas, let's have a real discussion for me. We'll be real. What the, hell, what the hell are we doing wrong? Like just Ooh. having confidence? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 like seriously, what? We're putting our energy into the wrong women, and also we're taking the right women for granted. Mm. That's what we're doing wrong. Talk yeah. to me, Vic. Talk to me. We're taking the, we evaluate the women that will just play around on social media and do all this stuff for clout, and we evaluate the Instagram models instead of the hard worker woman who's going to work with us and evolve with us, you know what I'm saying? We're putting too much value into them instead of the ones that will grind, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes we're showing our good women that, so guess what they're doing? They devaluing the good men, you know what I'm saying? It's like a revolving cycle, you know nope. what I'm saying, that needs to stop. No, that's definitely the fact. Grantastic. No, I definitely wholeheartedly agree with that. I think... <sighs> what the hell are we doing wrong, Grantastic? Because it's just... I think sometimes we as men have the wrong kind of image in our heads when it means to be in the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of, we're watching too much TV and we're trying to figure out how to be a man from television and not how to be a man, a man from other men and that in our lives that show us kind of the pathway and the way. And so when you only get your manhood through television, like you said, Victor, then you start, oh, like mistreating the women that are high quality that would work with you, take care of you. And you only value just what you can scroll on your phone or you, you're looking for women who even on television that don't even have their own real body or their own real face or their own real personality. And that's, sometimes I think that's what we confuse and what we're looking for um, because that's what we think that's going to make us look like a man, right? Like we just get the job and then we just get a chick and then we just kind of coast the rest of our lives. Which is, to me, is just, and learning and kind of growing up in this manhood thing, it's like, actually, that's like almost the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, it's just like, like, and, and when I have conversations with people and I ask them legit, I'm like, are you getting, like, why are you wanting to get married to somebody? Is it just to have an accessory? Mm-hmm. Or you're thinking about, okay, like, I'm with this person because I see myself raising kids with this person because eventually I'm going to be the outcome of this. Everyone kind of conversation was like, you know, I just want to get married. And it's just like, well, then just go get a nigga. nigga. So, you know, like, get a dog to do something. Like, this marriage thing, just, like, just go find some dude just to sit and just and, and, and eat. You know, just a simple dog command. Because this whole thing is real. You should be wanting to be with someone that you can at least say, like, alright, our children, I would want to raise my kids with this person. Or if it don't work out, She's still my baby mama. That's still cool. At least that. Like, you know, niggas is out here just putting their dicks in anything and everything and hoping that, like, you know, they are the key to that lock. Um, yes. So, 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 I, I think that we as men 
have to we have to get back to outing and destroying the beta males in society. Yes. And we have to stop allowing people to say that we are of a certain value based upon capitulating to this government. Yeah. To this society. My value is not based upon a promissory note with white supremacist faces on it, which we call federal notes, what we call the United States dollars. My value is not based upon how many of those pieces of paper I have. Mm -hmm. My value is placed upon my character and what I contribute to my community, Mm -hmm. how I treat my woman. Mm -hmm. That's true value. Not because in our culture, having a home, you didn't have to go to the government for that. You didn't have to get a loan for that. You didn't have to buy a real estate agent for that. In our culture, back in the motherland, you just built the daggone home. <laughs> we didn't have to worry about capitulating to a society or a system. In fact, Africanus, if you if you study history, said that he felt as though he was living amongst the gods in paradise before he conquered the continent mm-hmm. that we now call Africa. Exactly. And so we were a peaceful people. We were a prosperous people. When the Dark Ages was going on and all that, we didn't have Dark Ages. We were wealthy. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that problem. We understood how to how to trade with each other. We understood peace. We understood how to treat our women. And what America has done is allowed the woman to view us as the enemy. And as a you know what that is, right? Talk to me. You know what? The reason why they value that they allowed us to uh, see us is to me because they started taking us out of the house. You know what I'm saying? They started putting us in jail. You know what I'm saying? They started doing dumb, sh- dumb things like three strikes. They started putting things in place to, to break up the black home. You know what I'm saying? To destroy the black man, to devalue the black man character. And also, it's also on how, how you uh, portray us as well. They always want to degrade our character and like, like what women want to be with a strong black men, they always want to tear our image down. The media has done this, and women have allowed media to just destroy our image, and it's like, and it's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? Because coming up through America, you know what I'm saying, after slavery, we were straight. We were doing well off. That's why they were bombing our communities and stuff. Yep. That's why they were putting the drugs into our communities to destroy us. And then that's when they hit us with the three strikes, you know what I'm saying, to get us off the streets, you know what I'm saying? Because that's why a lot of black women were raising single kids, single black women were raising kids on their own, like, what the fuck I need a man for, you know what I'm saying? So, but you get some of those women who will be settled, will settle for any kind of man, you know what I'm saying, just to fit in with people. So, it's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of undoing we still have to undo. It is a lot. And it is very, com- it's, is it is it complicated or is it just a lot? It's not complicated. It's a, lot. it's a lot. It's a lot of work that has to be done. And people like Kevin Samuels, I believe, is a tool to allow us to sit at the table to start the work. Mm-hmm. He's not the first. Mm-hmm. Dexter won't be the last. And he's not the height or the epitome of what the conversation should be. But I feel like he's a tool mm-hmm. to at least mm-hmm. have the conversation. And, and you know what? Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I, I said this. It's like... Kevin Samuel being real with people, 
It shows me what women think of us, man. They, it shows me that we still in 2021, a lot of women don't value what a man has to say. It's like, and I went and watched his videos because these women, they were getting so mad at him. I went and watched his videos. I'm like, wow. He's actually spent some real knowledge here. He's actually spent some facts here. It's like, some of the things yeah, you, you might push back on, but if you don't agree with something, you can have a healthy discussion like we're having right now, but a lot of people don't want to do that. They're like, oh, he's this, he's that. And what's bad is Dr. Umar Johnson want to come out here and attack me. I'm like, there ain't no beta male. That is not no beta male to speak out against women. No, that's the alpha male. And, and, and I'm glad you said that because I feel like every woman is not a queen. I mean, that would be a Let's be realistic about this stuff. Let's put our feelings aside and wanting to honor people. See, we want to, we, we go to one extreme or the other. We either are very disrespectful yep. or we're very honoring, but mm-hmm. we're never realistic. Yeah. It's never really in balance. Because even kind of like in just in the comments of like Kevin Samuels and sometimes the comments of our show, when we're talking about this topic, it's it's always like the you got to choose a side. Like either like you got to bend to like the fact of like, you know, you can't ever question a woman or it's just like, you know, or Joe Montana who came on. Remember who was just like just press what is needed in the community on all types of level of like even like conservative liberal it's just like it like show all the masters we got to do our own agenda like we need balance for our balance for our own stuff i am so tired of black people and i'm not this is not talking to you Greg. oh i know because i said kill them both but go ahead I, I just at the end of the day we gotta stop giving so much energy white politics we really got to stop then the day we got to do for ourselves yeah we need to have a mayor of every community that we live in Mm -hmm. bottom line we need to have a mayor and we need to have a military for every (laughs) neighborhood what's the point of banging over a block that we don't own if you want to bang over the block assign someone to be the mayor and assign a military so these police can stop shooting us. Mm. And let's protect Ooh, yes. And let's protect one another and mm-hmm. protect our women. If you really gangster like that. See, gangsters ain't sagging their pants. Gangsters is the niggas in suits that's making the laws and the policy. Mm-hmm. Those are gangsters. Because they are mm-hmm. stripping you of your human rights. Those are the real gangsters. And we are allowing this Democrat or Republican, Trump Biden, Obama, and all this stuff, these, this white supremacist government to dictate how we relate to one another. Mm-hmm. And this whole mm-hmm. Harris stuff and all this stuff. Like, when in African or black culture have we ever degraded our women? That's only in white history. It really is. Why do we have to defend our stance but something we never did. Mm. Never did. Do you know that black no. women had concubines as well? They had maid servants as well. Let me, for the Christians that are listening, let me bring up the scriptures for you. Bring them up. Please told Abraham, take my maid servant, Hagar, and sleep with her. Mm-hmm. 
she had a concubine as well. Mm-hmm. She had a mistress as well. It wasn't just a man, and it wasn't just about sex. Polygamy wasn't about sex. It was about economic building. And we have allowed white supremacy to define words for us, to give us definition, to culture for us, and to allow us to view us as enemies. And I'm tired of it. Victim I'm tired of it, too. And you know what the other approaches that people are doing? They just sit back and they just sit the They just they turn out communities. They turn us. They put their shit in their, or their building. They're putting their companies in our communities. Why do you think they're almost everybody there's a um, Chinese spot or a Chinese brand beauty supply store, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or why do you think there's an Arab gas station? Because they know in every black community, the black community are like liquid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you go into the white communities, they got the healthy stuff. They got the expensive stuff. Like, why can't we have that in the black community? You know mm-hmm. why? Because they don't get that that's sign that shows that white supremacy don't give a damn about us. But too many people give in to their ideals and stuff. It's so hard that they, they, they're so scared to think for themselves. It's ridiculous. Like, thank God I went to a black college, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, the black college is where I, I had put me on game about a lot, of, a lot of things that I didn't realize that I had learned through K through 12 because they didn't teach us about, they tell us about dumb shit, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely illegal to think on, uh, for yourself nowadays. It really is. No, I definitely, I agree with that, Victor. Um, Man, it's just, I just think we're just, it's a really, and I think the the COVID being trapped in the house and and during quarantine, I think really got a lot of people started to talk, and and I don't think people are, like, really ready for that conversation, because it almost went from men not having any voice to all of a sudden we're, we're talking, and now it's just like, but if we're talking, so it's like people will say, Oh, you're bashing the woman for expressing your feelings and things like that. And it's just—I don't know. It's—it's it's a lot that's kind of just. I've really noticed uh, throughout this quarantine thing of like just the dividing of families, dividing of friends over like just people that don't care about you, uh, over people who are not looking for your 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 best uh, interest, over people who want to abuse you and take your money, build up and don't hire you. Um, but then when you say like, hey, yo, like let's, you know, we have a black owned company that does this and it's so bad to the point where like black folks are just like after all what happened 2020 summer, right? Everyone's been in the streets, this and that and this and that, where we got to start fighting back as in like, let's say economically. But we, like you said, we're still afraid to say, hey, I will buy black owned products. Like, and it's just, and people are just like, ah, well, you know, I'll support. It's like, no, like, support the black economy. And yeah. and people are still hesitant of that. Or like, we still have those same, like, 95, 2000, 2005 of like, oh, you know, this is what happens when we have a black-owned business. Like, it's 2021. We went through all that last year. Exactly. That whole mindset shouldn't even still, we should be working to eradicate that mindset of, like, oh, it's a black business. Like, mm, you know, this is what you know, they're saying that's what I get for supporting the black business. Like, that should be out of our, our mindset yeah. by now. You, you know what? It, it needs to get to the point where we need to hold these black-owned businesses accountable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We need to help them grow. We need to help them grow. We need to we need to hold them accountable. And also, we need to be quiet. If we can't afford something, don't ask for no discount. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, why does this cost so much? Just shut up and go get the money and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For this business. Because you'll go support this other business, but make an excuse for why you can't support your black-owned business. 
Because I'm guilty of that, too, because I had some bad experiences from black-owned businesses. But you know what? I'm not going to out them. I'm just not going to go to that business. But I'm not going to stop me from going to support another business, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And if it's somebody you know as well and you, and you genuinely want to help them, you'll give them the tough criticism. You'll give them the tough love because when they make it off and prosperous, they're going to come back to you and say thank you. And to all my couples out there, if y'all need the quarantine to get to know one another, then I don't know what the hell, I don't know what the hell y'all been doing this whole time. Yeah, y'all, not, y'all, y'all need y'all, y'all stuck in the house. Now y'all want to talk? That's not a real relationship with me, man. Y'all just, y'all just putting on some social media. Y'all just keeping up with the Joneses. That's all y'all doing. Exactly. It's not just gonna. If you need quarantine to um, get to know somebody, no. Yeah, y'all should have been had these conversations. Mm-hmm. Think she at least brought y'all together, made y'all stronger. Yeah. And uh, if anything, exactly. you know, not know, oh my goodness, because I saw the stats where um, domestic violence was up. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. You think yeah. we're really just out here with people that y'all don't know of? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to have somebody on my arm. I'm going to know some things about them, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to yeah. have you on my arm because you're you going to earn this. This privilege should be on my arm. Oh, and, and, and see, and see, um, people. It's because, bro, Victor, you you hit a nail. You hit it. You hit it right on the coffin. A lot of people have been realizing that they've been dating or been in a relationship with the idea of who they want that person to be, mm-hmm. and working mm-hmm. has allowed them to sustain people that been ideology. Busy. Yeah, busyness of life. Yo, because people were busy, busy before yeah. quarantine. Yeah. And it slowed a lot down. There's a lot of busy, broke people out here. Bro. Yes. You're so yeah. busy that you're broke. Yeah. And, and and there's some people that are busy and they're making money, but they don't have financial literacy. I'm mm-hmm. not condemning them. Just get your education. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, a lot of people have been so busy that they haven't been able to actually focus on the real person that they're with. Mm-hmm. They've been focused on the ideology of who that person is. And so when that image is destroyed in front of you because you're now around that person mm-hmm. and you're normally not, how are you going to really deal with that individual? And you have to also remember that every that the relationship that you're in is a reflection of who you really are. Exactly. It's Ooh. not the person. That's the reflection. It's the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. That's the reflection of who you really are. And a lot of people are afraid to face themselves. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? We look in the mirror and we see the sky. The mm-hmm. image that you're beholding, it's, it's almost like the TV shows. It's based on a, a, a true event. Mm-hmm. But it's been fictionalized mm-hmm. for dramatic mm-hmm. effect. Exactly. Yep. Your image has been stepped on, mm-hmm. as the streets would say. Yes. And so, and so, I, I, I said this on True Radio back in 2015, 2016. I said, "How can a woman tell a man how to be real?" If you are not confident enough to walk out the house without a makeup, without wig, mm. without some type of enhancement to oh. who you really are. A weekend person all day. Because you're, you, you're, see, you think you're so used to being fake that you think the fake you is the real you. Mm. 
The real you is when you wake up and you have to put nothing on and you walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. The fake you is I got to put this makeup on. I got to put this wig on. I got to put these extensions in my hair. And then I can be presentable. No, 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 no. Be the real you consecutively for at least a month before you start condemning men for not being real. Because men have been programmed to behave in a certain pattern to get what they want. But you have been programmed to be fake all across the board. Oh, hello. Get him. Victor, you, you, you comment that Mr. Grantastic. I just wanted to throw that out there. No, you definitely hit the head about that. You know it's like, ladies, this should be a member of you. Like, you see you in his natural habitat, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just whether or not that man wants you or not, you know what I'm saying? Because because uh, the real one's going to stick around and tell you you look beautiful, you look pretty without all that makeup on, you know what I'm saying? Because and some men, they'll get turned off because they'll think you're a catfish because I've never seen a chick when I was in college. I, every time I was her in class, she had a makeup on. And the one day I did see her with a makeup on, I was like, oh, I didn't say nothing. But I'm like, damn, I do not recognize who the hell you are, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And in my head, I'm like, you look pretty, but I don't recognize who you are, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if we just got to keep that same level of energy, you know what I'm saying? We got to definitely don't be afraid to be in our own habitat. Be ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Because you might you don't, you might be the right person for somebody. It's like, because I've accepted the fact that they say people want apples and oranges. Sometimes I've accepted the fact that I'm just a fucking mango or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Sometimes you got to accept that fact because not to devalue yourself because and also, you cannot devalue yourself because so many people will devalue themselves to get what they want. You know what I'm saying? No. Well, you shouldn't have to. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, and, and kind of talking about this, right? So I think for men, what our quote-unquote cap is, you know, our, our fake, was really with our words, right? Because, like, niggas will say anything to try to get to the goal of them draws dropping, right? So, like, I feel like a lot of stuff what we did was just, like, <laughs> it's like yeah, our it words, is. or the, like we're trying to create the image of us via our words, right? Where we spitting out a check. Yeah. So think about this for a moment, fellas, right? So if men are trying to get to the point now where we are communicating on a more authentic level, on a, and we're com- connecting emotionally because we're being vulnerable, right? Because we're co- we're communicating. So men communicating is starting to eradicate our fakeness. But it's not accepted. Like, really think about that for a moment. Oh, say that again. Like, we're trying to eradicate our quote-unquote fakeness. Because our fakeness comes from, like, our words, right? We, we create our image of, like, hey, girl, you know I got blah, blah. So, but if we're trying to flip that, so kind of like the makeup, right? So we're saying with women, is like the cap is the makeup. Like, that's not how you look. But if men right now are trying to get to a space where they're trying to be more vulnerable and communicate more, that should be a sign that men are trying to evolve and and are evolving but there's pushback on that like this. well you know what well you know what like like i said some bernardo it's like let the ones that are push back pushing back let them get left behind you know what i'm saying because there are some out there who are like evolving and stuff you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i've done podcasts with some very that some some women who are like i'm very interested to hear what men think i'm very interested to hear what the hell men think so you know what that's why I got to say something at all. We got to take the ones that aren't pushing back yeah. on the next. That's that's meant that that means that they are ready to go to the next level. The ones that are pushing back, 
they're going to be the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing yeah. over and over again, expecting the same, a different result. So just let them push back, you know what I'm saying? Let them stay where they're at. And, this, and actually, this is a couple of things I was thinking about a couple of weeks ago, and then I'll, I'll let it back to you, Mr. Ray, you far. Okay. Anyways, I was thinking because it's like, so what with the boomers, right, they were saying like the boomers generation is going to be like like the highest amount of people in um, like, or like senior citizen facilities, right, senior citizen facilities, okay? The one thing I was thinking about is like we were saying the insanity thing. So for, if there's more women than men, and availability, especially black men, you know, prison, uh, being killed on the streets. Uh, you know, if you subscribe to the LGBT community, like those factors take out men, right? There's the people who are available. Um, if there is not a change within this, is there going to be like overwhelming amount of black women who are going to have to figure out how to fend for themselves in their later years because they're not married? I think those women, I think those women will have to fend for themselves because they're not married. And I want to blame movies like The Color Purple. Um, not saying that you got to be married to get your value, people. So, like, not saying that, but I'm saying of just you, like, an individual alone in your 70s and 80s. And there's also some women who are not having kids as well. When I, when I, when I, say, when I talk about marriage, I'm not talking about an agreement with the United States of America. I'm talking about actual marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not talking about contract with the state that you live in for them to dictate your affairs. I'm talking about an actual marriage. What I mean by that is, like, when Color Purple came out, first of all, it was heavily fought against during the time it was released. Um, like, to the point, black men were saying, and even a majority of black women were saying, this is not a good look for the black community, but people like Oprah Winfrey and all those people pushed it forward. And what has happened is we've allowed the drama of Color Purple to infiltrate the thought process of modern women. So a lot of modern women feel like they've been abused or they feel like they've been taken advantage of. And when you actually sit down and ask them for an example, they can't give you one. They're going to only talk about what they heard and not what they experienced. And even with their fathers, my father, I love my father to death, but my mother said this. So you're not talking from your experience of your father. You're talking about what you heard from your mama. Mm-hmm. But what if your mother was a piece of crap as a woman to her man? We don't want to have these type of conversations. What no, listen, no, listen. I, I see, I've had to forgive my mom for a lot when I got to college and became a man because it's like, mom, you did me no favors. It's like, I get it. My dad was a bum. My dad was everything. My dad was a whole of the city. Yeah, I get it because I didn't meet my sister. My sister, that's I heard about 2016. I college, but that's not single moms that are very popular sons. Some single moms will sit there and build their sons into the man they can't find and then wonder why their sons are struggling to find a woman. You know, that old having, um, got married yet or haven't had grandkids yet or people within their family will wonder like is he gay or why is he not meet no no look at the kind of men there's some single women don't want to hold themselves accountable for the kind of men that they brought into their son's lives you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. 
It's like I know I'm an example. It's like my mom finally got to do her head when um one visit one time she came over to family. I really would be bothered with her. She was like, "Okay, I get it. I fucked up. I married him, mom." This man made my fucking dad, my biological dad, who was never around, look like an angel. Now, some lot of women don't want to have that conversation because they don't want to look themselves in the mirror. It's like, so to all my single moms out there, it's like, if you have boys, watch who you bring your boys around. And if you see a man that's really going hard for your son, trying to teach him and mold him to a man, you need to let that man, need to, need to get out, get all of your um, bullshit towards that man. I don't care if you don't like the man. You should see that he's doing good and just step back and let that man do his thing, you know what I'm saying? Because your son will come back and thank you when he's um, in college, you know what I'm saying? Because too many women, they will, like I said, they'll raise the man to be what they, what they can't find, you know what I'm saying? And also, to my fathers out there um, that goes to have single daughters, you know what I'm saying? You can't raise that woman to be a, um, can't raise that little girl to be the woman you can't find, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to allow some other women, you know what I'm saying, being that woman's life, you know what I'm saying? Because, we got to help the next generation. So it's like, so I totally get you where you like, where some women don't want to own up to the fact that they're, um, that they're the problem. And another problem, I'm going to give you two directors when it comes to Hollywood that people want to look at. I'm going to say, look at Tyler Perry. I know the brothers are billions and stuff, but look at some of the movies he was depicting. So look at some of the stuff he was depicting. And like, when I got older, I was like, you know what? Not every white man is like this. And why does every black woman in your movie have to go through some kind of toxic love struggle, you know what I'm saying? Exactly you don't see this mm-hmm. in the white community. Come on now. Yeah, that's what, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, Tyler Perry is some hot garbage. Um, Tyler Perry done made uh, billions of dollars on black trauma, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. just it's ridiculous. But also at the same time as, like, does anyone else feel as if that same recipe has continued even after Tyler Perry? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we, before we answer that, I mm-hmm. want to bring this up because we got all fellas on the panel. Like, what can we do, fellas? Um, there's, there's, there's some men that really need to step up to the plate. Correct. And it's our responsibility as good men to hold them accountable to the action. Now, I know we're in the time frame where we need to hold women accountable for what they do. But let's just let's just talk to the bros for a second before we end the mm-hmm. show. There are some men who disguise themselves as good men to get what they want from the woman. And then when a good man comes into that woman's life, uh, we, we Victor, uh, last show I, I gave a synopsis of the word transference when it comes to relationships. And what I said was transference is when you blame the innocent for the guilty, where you treat the innocent for things that they didn't do that you should treat the guilty of such. Women don't know how to do that yet. They don't know how to compartmentalize the guilty from the innocent. But what we can do as men and as protectors, because that's one of our descriptions, is, oh, let me say it like this. Let me form it in a question. I'm going to throw it to Grantastic, then I'm going to throw it to Victor. 
as protectors, have we failed women from walking into the guilty? Ask that one more time. As protectors. Okay, then, protectors. Have we failed women into walking towards uh, the okay. guilty? Okay, towards the, okay. I think I, I, think I kind of see. That was, a, I think it was a little tough. I, I kind of like split with the yes and no, right? Um, reason why I'm at the yes and no, so I say yes just a point of, and, and again, just my own experience of probably not having the confidence at one point in time or the knowledge, you know, to like kind of handle certain situations, right? Um, that I didn't get because I did not have my father's life, and I really have any other man that could part into me. Right? So a lot of things I felt as if, like if I you know, tell my younger people, like, oh, you can handle like this or handle like that, right? Cool. So that's kind of like the, I say a little bit of yes. But I will also say a little bit of no because also the things that I did was, in those moments, was actually the advice that I got from my mother about for a man to handle a situation and she's not a man and she was trying to give me the perspective of a man right in the situation and it just it just it didn't pan out because it wasn't from a man and it didn't and it's not for a man um and i would say with those two kind of things they kind of you get and when men are in that situation it can kind of push women to the guilty um but also at the same time, <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I think I, I think I'll just park it right there. So it's kind of my whole thing. It's kind of like a yes or no. It's just depending on oh, the cameras. Uh, just depending on what the situation you've been taught, and then what you've kind of been doing. So I can see kind of yes, but then accountability comes into play. So I'm gonna just leave it there. Go ahead, go ahead, Victor. Um, I'm going to pick back what you said because I definitely agree. I was in some situations where I didn't have a dad growing up, and and my mother certainly didn't give me words of affirmation to be like, son, you can get over this. Son, you're a king. I didn't have that in my ear, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't get that in my ear until my younger sister started telling me things like, bro, you're a king. You deserve better than this. You can get better than this. I didn't have that in my ear. So to that question, I feel like it's just, I feel like it's right in the middle because on one hand, it's like us men, we need to lead. Mm-hmm. And then the other hand, it's like you can lead, but then you can push that person back because they don't know, they don't, they're not they're not ready to receive that. So it's like, I'm kind of split in the middle. It's like, yeah, I get it. In some areas, yeah, that's on us. But then on some of it, it's like sometimes the woman just wants to take charge, you know what I'm saying, and just go her own way if she don't agree. In, in actuality, can I add one more thing before? Because I know you're about to knock this out of the park. So let me say this before because I know you. You're about to go some other way. So, like, yo, so Victor, get it in now before he start explaining words and go etymology and definitions of words. So get it out now. Um, I think I kind of have it. Okay. Um, kind of to your point, I'm sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties over here. 
<sighs> my question also is is like what like who is the guilty though? Right? Like who who is that like so like if my actions are whatever here and there, like if it's pushing you to the guilty, but more or less like who and what is the quote unquote guilty? Because I felt like I try to really be a good man, quote unquote, for so long and have the wrong perspective that like after a while I was just like, F it. I'm gonna be the guilty. So because I realized like that choice women were making that choice over there to the guilty. So my like that's kinda also as well as like is it did we push them to the guilty per se because of our actions? Or were they kinda all like is it biog- biological or like just movies or mothers? Because a lot of girls go for the guilty off top anyway, especially if you you know, you're not like quote unquote that nigga in middle school or high school or the college. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is it really us that pushes them to the guilty? Or is it just like, we don't, like, we may get a little shot. We may not be enticing enough to, like, work through the evolution. Because I've seen women attempt to go through the evolution of the guilty and bitch-ass niggas. That's, like, my father. My father had a whole heap of years. But, you know, good niggas is Heisman Post. So that's it. Let me get that out for No, I totally feel you on that. It's like... Because it's the whole thing. Nice guys finish last, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and I, I feel you on, I feel you on everything you're saying because it's like, I feel like a lot of nice men get put, get the hiding pose, like, or get put in that friend zone. Oh, he's being so nice. No. It's like you're, you're missing our point. And so many women, they want to start man and just, and sometimes us men, we just get to the point of, we just get tired of trying because I'm like, you know what? What's the point of me putting forth the effort for you when you're just going to go run up and make the wrong choice anyway? That's been happening. So it's just, I feel like I just kind of throw my hands out and like, the hell with this. It's like, damn who comes and damn who don't come, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I just, between the innocent and the guilty, you know, because I feel like they want the guilty, you know, they want the sorry people, you know? Instead of, like, what somebody who's trying to evolve. Fellas, do you agree that? Everything rises and falls on leadership. Actually, yes. Okay, Victor, do you agree with that? Everything rises and falls on leadership? I agree to a degree. It just depends on who wants to be led, though, you know what I'm saying? Because the ones that want to be led will follow, but, you know what I'm saying, you have the ones that don't want to be led that they'll just go their own way. And I, I want to be the, uh, if I'm being led by someone, I want to be led by that person that says kill those people. All right, continue. Agreed. So, <laughs> so, so with that being said, um, is it safe to say that the condition of relationships right now is because of men? If we're supposed to be the leaders? I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying that this is my opinion. <laughs> It's like men gotta find women that want to be led, and it's just you gotta find women and that men gotta find the women that want to vibe with them, and vice versa. It's, it's on both parties, you know what I'm saying? Because those are our you know what I'm saying? And also, sometimes we don't truly heal from what hurt us in the past, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes we'll push away a good person because we're so hurt over what this past, what the person before them did, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. And sometimes I fear that's my biggest fear. It's like, this person treating me like crap, so I don't want to take it out on this next person who ain't do nothing, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's why a lot of women wind up with the same kind of man, because it's like, they don't know how to handle a good man or and vice versa. 
So, lastly, I'll end it with this. If the leadership is on the man, and we are the ones that are supposed to provide vision, when are we going to start to give these non-capitulating women the boot? Seriously though, men and women need to have this kind of discussion um, because this government has programmed us to really view each other as enemies. 
and it's for depopulation. Mm-hmm. If I can get the woman to hate the man and the man to get tired of the woman, they won't reproduce. Facts. Population dies, and we get to continue to be the elite. Mm-hmm. So we have the same enemy. Um, you just have to awaken and realize that the man is not your enemy. Um, there's only one man on the face of the planet that is your enemy, and that's the white man. Sorry, he's been the oppressor of every people group ever. Indeed. And has been holding you back from your liberation. Not us. No. Not no one else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Grant Tassie, you want to say anything before we exit on the show? No, I, I mean, I know these conversations are not easy. Individuals who may be around, who are not in in a space or even capacity to think anything outside of the you know white supremacy like media, um, or who are or who have become comfortable in white supremacy and how they have shaped our society um, these hundreds of years. Because some people are afraid of the matriarchal society of not existing, and and I know it's comfortable for a lot of people, right? It is what most people have grown up in, but yeah, I I just think a change is going to have to come in order for things to get better. And 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 for all those people who are out there in the dating world, again, is just make sure to continue to self-evaluate with action, not with just words, and not with just and not with just Instagram things. Actually, do some real self-evaluating, do some fixing. Um, again, if you if you need a third party to help you with that because you are afraid to look at yourself in the mirror, there is a therapist. Um, there's black therapists, so there's no excuse. So, where's the hypocrisy of that? Okay, yeah, that's big. Okay, yeah. All right, but yeah, so, um, it's time to do actual work on yourself, people. It's time to do actual work. Um, you can't be, work, 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 work. You can't be on the sideline no more yelling and spitting at the people on the field because they are doing the work and they're trying to hold down the image. And you expect to get what you what works. That's what the NBA fan that be going on. They're wilding, yo. They're throwing cups, popcorn, and spitting on those. Look, this is what's going on here in these streets. But another thing, though, there's a lot of people... Oh, they're doing it in 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 the uh, in the stadium. Yes, actually, someone spat over fifty cents. Fifty cent was sitting down with some young lady. Someone stood and spat over fifty cents to try to spit on uh, Trey Young. Yeah, I'm telling you, these people, these people are wilding in the fans. I know it just just a little effect. No, but um, no, but people, it's time to really do some real work on yourselves and understand this and. and if you're trying to get to a point where people are, you need to actually start studying what they did to get there and not just assuming you deserve to be there. Mm. I'm going to just leave it like that. It's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that. We gave the definition of self-evaluate. 
two shows ago. It's not just observation and action. Work on yourself. Stop lying to yourself and work on yourself. But listen, it's your boy Ray Chew, a.k.a. Mr. Chew on that. And I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song by a local artist that I actually grew up with named Devon Neal and her new album called Skin Tone Brown, and this song is called Brunch. As you tune in listening to this song, I want you to subscribe, like, share, comment on all True Radio platforms, and we will see you next week. Deuces. Deuces, make deuces.